You're listening to County Conversations, a podcast brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. I'm your host, Kate Pierce-Nims, NYSAC's Multimedia Specialist. Today's episode features a presentation on solutions for employee prescription benefits. We'll hear from Arison Rodriguez, Chief Growth Officer at ProAct, a pharmacy benefit management company based out of New York State in Syracuse. ProAct has partnered with NYSAC for many years, and we are happy to discuss opportunities counties have to save money on their overall health insurance coverage with solutions that tackle the increasing costs of prescription drugs and ways to contain specialty drug costs. Let's start with the current state of projected trends and costs in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you know, the projected uh, prescription drug cost trends are slated to be roughly 5% uh, for 2022. So that uh, in an industry that is uh, significantly plaguing uh, municipalities, uh, school districts, uh, even private employer groups, um, as if the, the issue wasn't large enough to begin with, you know, we're not necessarily seeing some relief in sight. So as you can see, the projected cost trend uh, sits at about 5% uh, for this year. Um, Hyper-specifically on the specialty drug side, that's where most of the time attention and, and, and um, pain is honestly being driven from uh, within the PBM space. So uh, for context, I'm sure everyone listening in has some perspective on, uh, on, on, on what a specialty drug is for, for those that don't. Specialty drugs are classified as uh, usually have a, a few set of characteristics, right? They're high cost require special handlings and uh, uh, require special handling in terms of shipping and uh, temperature controlled uh, containers. Um, and they're often used to treat um, very acute conditions or, or, or uh, life altering conditions, including uh, oncology, uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, uh, HIV, things of that nature. So um, these are conditions that are life-altering for the, the patients being plagued by these conditions, but that are not necessarily being used uh, throughout a wide span of the population. As I, and across our entire book of business, roughly 0.8%, uh, so less than 1% of our total claims volume or total fills account for about 41.5% of total drug spend. So if you think about that, you know, at a high level, one, roughly one in every 100 prescriptions dispensed on behalf of a municipality's pharmacy benefit plan is driving 41.5% of the spend. So obviously a lot of time and a lot of attention and significance relative to the specialty drug space. So that's where a lot of our um, focus is as, as PBMs is how do we curb and, and mitigate some of the cost trends that we're seeing on the specialty drug side. ProAct offers unique solutions for municipal clients. Um, so the average cost of a specialty drug sits at about $5,200. So relative to what might be a maintenance medication uh, used to treat diabetes, high blood pressure or cholesterol, that might be $30 to $50 in costs uh, to the plan. These specialty drugs um, are, are driving thousands of dollars in terms of cost. Um, specific to municipalities, that's significant, right? Because when there's cost share measures in place, mm -hmm. we often see that on the private employer group side, um, the copay on a five thousand special uh, five thousand dollar specialty drug to the member might be 
500 or a thousand dollars so so there's some cost share where the employee or dependent has some some skin in the game we know that by nature uh, municipal plans are very very uh, um, are, are, are very robust and 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 uh, and generous in terms of benefits right these are oftentimes uh, union negotiated benefits so the employee's cost share on a $5,200 drug might be a mere $5 or $10, right? So there's not a lot of skin in the game as far as the members concerned, but we'll talk about that a bit further as we proceed in the discussion. ProAct has a rich history in the state of New York and is founded on a business model that delivers member, partner, and client success. One of the beauties of our industry is that we continuously see new market entrants and by nature, competition tends to drive down costs. Unfortunately, on the PBM side, we've actually seen the inverse happen. So what happens is roughly 10 to, I would estimate 10 to 15 new PBMs enter the market every year. Um, they gain some momentum with a unique value proposition. And like clockwork, what happens is they gain up some traction, they build up their membership base, their client base, and two to three years later, when they reach maybe a couple hundred thousand in, in, uh, in covered member lives, uh, they're acquired or merged with another PBM. Um, and what you typically don't see downstream after a transaction like that is the hardship and disruption that happens to, in, in this case, a municipality and or their, or, or their member base. So um, we continue to see that uh, probably the most recent uh, 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 acquisition or merger activity that occurred was actually Magellan that was actually divested uh, over the past couple uh, couple months. What the value that we feel we bring relative to uh, some of the challenges that exists in the industry, I could probably wholeheartedly focus on two or three of these. The first one being our ownership structure. So we are 100% employee owned. Uh, in fact, we're the only employee owned PBM in the country. Uh, that means that rather than answering to Wall Street, Mainstream, or uh, or uh, venture capitalist uh, board down in New York City or San Francisco, we ultimately answer to each other as employee owners. And we feel that that puts us in a very unique position within the PBM industry. Um, in terms of value proposition, the fact is what the landscape looks like today is on the market today, there's probably about 95 PBMs um, on the market within the U.S. serving U.S. employers and, and their dependents. Of those 95 PBMs on the market today, uh, the top five control about 90 to 95 percent of the market. So quick math, that leaves us, and uh, us included, in a pool of about 90 other PBMs fighting for five percent market share. So the days in which you can enter these types of discussions and drive a webinar such as this one and purely focus on pricing discount, rebates, and clinical programs um, are long behind us because the truth is the next 20 PBMs that were to present to one of uh, the municipalities listening in today would have the same uh, talking points. We've got the best pricing, best clinical, plus rebates. Well, that's not unique. So for us, our ownership structure truly is what drives our value proposition. And we feel that it matters for two key reasons. The first one being addresses that, that, that challenges bullet point. The third one on, on the left-hand side, because of our ownership structure being 100% employee owned, we cannot be bought or sold. So we are afforded the ability to uh, prevent our clients 
and members from having to go through the hardships associated with a merger or an acquisition. Um, and the second one is ultimately um, uh, any, any PBM that is publicly traded or any organization to that point that is uh, publicly traded or has an infusion of venture capitalist funding, um, their sole purpose for existence is to increase shareholder value. So every decision that's made within those types of organizations centers around what is going to increase shareholder value and appease Wall Street and analysts down uh, in New York City. And because we're 100% employee owned, um, we have the ability to make decisions that are not wholeheartedly focused on what's going to uh, increase shareholder value. So while we're not bringing on new clients at the rate at which the big three PBMs do, we also don't aspire to. Uh, we understand that there's value in the long-term retention uh, of clients. So the ones that we are fortunate enough to call partners someday do tend to st stay, excuse me, stay with us uh, for a very long time. So, and it's indicative by our 95.3% client retention rate. We're pleased to say that we have grown our business 100% organically uh, since 1999. So we introduced our PBM division in 1999 in what we classify as Kinney Country, which is Central New York, Northern New York, and Vermont. And we just took a grassroots approach to growing this division, um, building relationships in the communities in which Kinney Drugs, dating back to 1903, had set their roots. Um, so you think of the St. Lawrence counties of the world in those really um, you know, historic communities where Kinney's dates back to 1903. We went door to door knocking on, on, on uh, uh, building relationships with municipalities in hopes that if and when it was time to discuss their employee prescription plans that we would have a, a relationship to leverage in that point. Now, what sets Proact apart from other pharmacy benefit management companies? Uh, company overview uh, specific to product, we are part of a $2 billion organization, uh, provider of pharmacy healthcare services with over 4,000 employee owners nationwide. Uh, the lion's share of which are actually uh, domiciled right here in New York State. So uh, paying uh, low, uh, New York State taxes, sending their children to uh, New York State uh, uh, school districts uh, up and down uh, the, the throughway corridor, and we're proud to continue to support the, the communities in which we uh, have brick and mortar locations. Uh, we also do own and operate our own mail order and specialty pharmacies that are domiciled right here in East Syracuse. And as Mark mentioned, to open up the discussion, we do service uh, uh, serve a client base that's nationwide uh, with regional offices across the country. And we, again, we are headquartered in New York. So in terms of differentiators, this kind of uh, pokes back a little bit at the statement I made a couple minutes ago in the sense that, you know, for, for uh, there are many out there that would say that, you know, the PBMs on the market today have become commoditized, right? We all look, sound, and feel the same, which forces our hand to focus on elements that stand behind the most basic of, of necessities or expectations by clients from a PBM. That's what we're highlighting that, you know, a, a vendor does all the basic functionalities of adjudicating claims, invoicing the client, managing a network, formulary, and clinical programs. But it's it's really, you know, the ancillary efforts and strategies that really sets um, the tempo for a successful plan for both municipalities, school districts, and, uh, you know, um, private employer groups and focused on listening to the, the, the client's needs. Uh, 
setting up on-site client reviews, uh, regardless of the size of the client. We're fortunate enough to be headquartered right here in East Syracuse, which means that we can get to virtually any corner of the state within a couple hours. Um, and believe me, now that you know the, the world has opened back up, we are in the car pretty regularly, traveling and meeting on-site with clients, supporting open enrollment meetings, uh, health fairs, benefit fairs, you name it, we're there to support those clients. So, and as I stated, again, we are 100% employee-owned and our growth has been 100% organic thus far. There are several ways PROACT can help municipalities contain costs. So home delivery, in terms of uh, path of least resistance, this is probably the lowest hanging fruit that we find uh, tends not to be leveraged uh, very effectively. Home delivery, so it's mail order, getting your maintenance medications, so therapies that are being taken month to month to treat uh, ongoing uh, conditions, high blood pressure, cholesterol, diabetes, asthma, things like that, that you're getting on, on a regular basis, you get refills from your, from your provider. Um, again, going back to the, 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 uh, the very generous benefits that uh, mu uh, municipalities tend to have in place, um, they also extend for members to have the ability to get 90-day supplies at retail, which is obviously significantly convenient to the members, um, but there also is some significant value to having maintenance medications filled through a mail order facility. So conversely, looking at a brick and mortar location, they have lots of overhead with employees, maintaining a building, pharmacists, uh, lack of automation. Um, those are all factors that actually uh, add to the, the overall cost of fulfillment uh, for that particular medication, that maintenance medication. What mail order allows uh, PBMs to do is to really leverage automation. Um, so our, our uh, central fill location in Governor, New York, um, actually has robotics in place that actually picks prescriptions, fills them 24-7 uh, uh, up north, and then sends those prescriptions to our mail order facility that then actually puts them in the U.S. Uh, post office uh, mail service and gets them delivered to, to the members within two to three uh, business days, typically. Um, so we're obviously always encouraging uh, our municipal partners to consider introducing a mail order uh, program incentive where perhaps there's a reduced copay on, on mail order. Um, you know, you might be paying three times the 30-day copay at, at retail, but, you know, we've had municipalities and partners that introduce a one copay override uh, or, or the waiving of one copay for any members that utilize mail order for their maintenance medications. It allows us to constantly monitor the, the utilization to more effectively deploy generic availability notices. So if there's any members that happen to be taking a brand name maintenance medication that has a generic alternative, we would be reaching out, engaging those members on an ongoing basis, hopefully with the intent of, of influencing that behavior to switch to a generic alternative that not only saves them as a member uh, dollars on their copay, but obviously significantly to the municipality uh, reduces their costs as well. Uh, compliance camp campaigns, uh, we can't we can't say it enough how many how many um, lapses in therapies we see naturally are, are, are occurring um, in the retail setting. The mail order uh, setting does afford us the ability to um, send uh, push notifications via our app, actual mailing campaigns to ensure that members are staying 
uh, are getting healthy and remaining healthy and compliant on their, on their therapies. Uh, rapid drug recall notification, because we're owning the dispensing process of any of these therapies, should there be, uh, in the event of a recall, uh, we have the ability to engage those members much more effectively versus relying um, at, uh, on the retail setting to, to engage with members on that level. And then voucher incentives, that's uh, again an incentive to transfer um, uh, maintenance medications from the retail set setting to, to mail order, and we find those to be pretty effective. Uh, we also have the automatic refill programs in place where um, you're, you're, uh, the members receive a 90-day supply, and roughly at the, about the 65-day mark, um, a new prescription is, is pushed into queue and ultimately mailed to ensure that there's no lapses in, 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 the, supply, in the supply for that member. What are the ins and outs of in and out of network pharmacies? Uh, there's also network options. So for the most part, uh, most of our, I would say 80 to 85% of our book of business has um, our broad pharmacy retail network. So that means that there's no pharmacies excluded at all. Uh, there are ways to get creative with regards to the pharmacy network. Um, at the end of the day, what drives discounts and values across uh, pharmacy chains is market share. So if you think of, say, CVS and Walgreens, probably one of uh, two of the biggest uh, pharmacy retailers in, in the country, um, they're always fighting for market share. So there are ways to have a reduced or a value network where we pick and choose or we eliminate one chain out of the network. So if we come to, we go to CVS and say, hey, uh, Walgreens is not in the network, but we need deeper discounts for this municipal group. Um, at the expense of giving up more margin from their side, they will take the volume because they know that they've, we've theoretically eliminated um, one of the competitors that they're going up against in some of these communities. That works very effectively in uh, metropolitan areas, but if you're in a rural county, um, say Essex County that maybe has a handful of pharmacies, if you eliminate say a CVS or a Walgreens, you might theoretically be eliminating you know, 70% of the access points. Uh, so not extremely popular um, in non-metropolitan areas, but nonetheless a solution that we can get very creative. Again, piecing together all these ancillary saving strategies to drive that lowest net cost. As we're coming to the end of our episode today, we'll focus on the clients that PROACT is currently working with and what eligibility criteria needs to be met to work with PROACT. And then uh, current municipal partners. So just to give you some perspective in terms of our depth and strength across New York State, uh, we currently have contracts or, or partnerships in place with 65 uh, New York State municipalities. So that does include counties, cities, um, and townships. Uh, specific to counties, I believe the number is 13 at this point. Um, looking broadly at how many members or lives we cover across New York State, so municipalities, school districts, private, public employers, um, we're responsible for the dispensing of, of pharmacy healthcare needs for 176,000 members across New York State. Um, dating back to 1999. Uh, we're working in virtually every county, one way or another, we're touching those counties, whether it's with our PBM services, or as Mark stated, you know, we do manage the uh, prescription discount card program that's been in place for a very long time at this point. 
Um, and we're, we're shipping prescriptions to virtually every zip code as well, uh, coming out of our central fill location or mail order facility in Governor, as well as our specialty pharmacy right here in East Syracuse. Um, as I mentioned before, while we aren't, you know, selling new business at the rate at which the other, some of the other market players are, um, the ones we are lucky enough to call partners someday uh, tend to have a, a pretty significant tenure with us. And right now our municipal uh, client base, uh, that, that, that tenure sitting um, over nine years on average across the board. Who, who is eligible? Um, all members of the New York State Association of Counties, your uh, NYSEX partners are our partners and it would please us, it, it, would, it, it would please us immensely to have the ability to support those uh, employee uh, ph pharmacy benefits in one way or another, whether that's as your PBM or serving in an advisory capacity to help support you in conversations with your existing vendor to hopefully optimize the existing offering if, if you find that you're not in a place where you're looking to make a, a change at that point. Um, counties that, that will realize the greatest value from this plan, um, uh, two key metrics, they must be self-insured or fully insured with uh, usually over 100 or more employees slash dependents. Uh, anything below that uh, tends to be significantly uh, risky for, for the municipality. So, As an employee owner of PROACT, Arison also has a perspective on trends in PBMs across the nation. I would say I would say it's wholeheartedly focused on the specialty spend, right? We see that number continue to grow in terms of the percentage of overall total plan spend for municipalities or employer groups that anyone self-insured to that point. So what the market is yearning for immensely today is solutions and strategies that can curb or help erode some of that those cost factors, and it's just requiring employers uh, across the country. To just get creative because we can no longer um, mitigate cost trends uh, by merely just desiring it. We actually have to deploy actions and strategies and work with PBMs that have that are nimble enough to deploy strategies that, at their at their own expense, at the at the expense of margin erosion on their part, they know that leveraging pharma or leveraging international mail order. Are the, are the cost mitigating strategies that have the ability to drive lowest net cost. Thank you for listening to this episode of County Conversations, brought to you by the New York State Association of Counties. Our thanks at NYSAC go to PROACT for partnering with us to support our county membership and provide cost-saving solutions for localities throughout New York State. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will continue to stay tuned for more episodes focused on county solutions, county programs, and county innovations throughout New York State.